0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Vince Quinn with you on 94WIP, and we've been talking a lot about the Phillies. I'm mad as hell about it, you're mad as hell about it. We're going to continue that conversation if you want to get in, 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 nine four is how you join the show. I'm going to be happy to take your calls. But somebody else that could very well be taking your calls in just a couple of minutes here, we're going to bring on Louis DiBiase. Louis, what's going on, man?
2: Vince, what's up, man? This is incredible. So happy to talk to you. How's it
1: going? It's going great. I'm happy to have you on. So let me explain what's going on here real quick, Louis. So what we're doing is I saw Mike Scott earlier tonight, and really what Mike Scott's done over the last couple of weeks, where he's just he's making sure that – He's connected to the fans that love him so much, have reached out to him so much. And I just think about what this station has meant to people. And I thought, you know what? I want to do my part. I want to give somebody the opportunity to host on this station tonight. And so I put it out there on Twitter. And Louis, Louis DiBiase, who's now with me right here on the show, uh, reached out and said, Hey, I'd love the chance. It'd be a great opportunity. And uh, Louis, so tell me a little bit about yourself, Louis. What do you do? You've got a podcast, right?
2: Yeah. First off, shout out to Mike Scott because this is something that I've always dreamed of being on WIP as a kid listening to this station. Again, this is just jaw dropping. But um, yeah, so I actually uh, host the Lockdown Eagles podcast. It's, uh, it's a daily podcast with the uh, Lockdown Podcast Network. So four to five days a week, I'm more sometimes even more, doing a daily show about the Philadelphia Eagles. So I've been, you know, I've been doing podcasts since high school. Got a degree in journalism, so it's something I want to do with my life. And, uh, you know, it's been incredible doing that podcast for a couple of years now, and it's even more exciting now that the season's coming up.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be a lot of fun this season. Now, here's the other thing, Louie, real quick, because you said, again, when you reached out to me, and I, and this was the, exactly the reason why I picked you, you just said it would be a dream to host on WIP. So what has WIP meant to you over the years? Why is it such a big deal to host on the station?
2: It's just, you know, for, the Eagles have been, in Philadelphia sports, the 76ers, the Phillies. The flyers. It's really been like what my identity is. You ask people in high school who I was, you know, it's that kid that was draped in Eagles gear every single day, you know, getting on the bus at 6 a.m. listening to WIP, waking up at 2 a.m., like listening to you on the air, and, you know, working out, playing video games, whatever. It was always in the background. It was always something just constantly I needed that Philadelphia sports talk in my life. And as someone growing up up here in Buffalo, New York, actually, you know, it was harder to get that Philadelphia sports talk. And then, you know, I don't know, listening to WIP made me feel like I'm down there. I'm part of that Philadelphia family. So, you know, honestly, since I was a kid, WIP has been something that has been a big part of my life. And, again, that's why, you know, hosting right now, doing, being able to do this, again, I know I've said it a few times, it is a dream come true.
1: Yeah, and so we're going to make that dream a reality in just a minute. So here's what we're going to do, Louie. You're going to be taking over the reins in just a minute, but I'm going to... Be here. So I'll be hanging out. I'll be your co-host for this segment. You're going to have total control of the show. So if you want to go to the phones. We'll bring up somebody on the phones for you. You know, if you're inspired for a certain cut, we'll do what we can. We'll try to we'll try to make it happen, but you're going to be the host of this show for about the next 15 minutes here. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you the because you have to give it the proper start, right? So we're going to, we're going to, we're basically going to reset the segment here, and we're going to give you a little intro. We're going to play some music, and once that music hits, the floor is yours, my friend. You're you're now the host of 94WIP, all right? So you ready? All right, Vince. Let's do this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Louis DiBiase hosting his very first segment on 94 WIP.
2: All right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? Sports Radio 94 WIP. Louis DiBiase taking over here. Corbin Scorn, he's joining me still. He's in the studio. He's rocking with you until 6 a.m. Now you're all fired up about the Philadelphia Phillies. He is, too. I am, too. He's got you covered. 888-729-9494 is our number to call. We'll get to your Phillies calls in a little bit. But I'm going to pose another question for you. I'm going to make you feel a little bit better because I know after that loss yesterday, it is tough right now, two-game losing streak for the Phillies. Well, there's another thing going on right now in Philadelphia sports. I'm going to bring the optimism here to the overnight. For the people that are up late at night, our Birds family as well, I want to talk some Eagles football with you because, you know, with the Phillies right now, they're reeling. Like I said, Vince is fired up. We know you guys are fired up as well. But let's talk some Eagles football here because I think that will make you feel better because the Eagles – They are the optimism right now of Philadelphia sports, as are the 76ers. The Phillies were when they brought in Bryce Harper. But, you know, the first three days of training camp, it got me thinking because I'm seeing Carson Wentz working after practice with Deshaun Jackson. He's back 2.0, Deshaun back in Philadelphia for a second time. I'm seeing Alshon Jeffrey out there. I'm seeing Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, J.J. Saga-Whiteside all of these running backs as well to work with here with Wentz in the backfield. I'm seeing all this depth and variety of talent at the skill positions at camp. And it got me thinking about a scenario. Uh, Let's have a little fun here on the show today. That A a, a scenario that could very well happen this year that has to do with these weapons and who Carson Wentz could potentially target. So let me pose this question. Let me pose a scenario for you, and then we'll get to your calls, 888-729-9494. The Eagles, hypothetically, this season, they're down by four points. Let's say it's 21-17 to 17, with just enough time for one more play in enemy territory. Carson Wentz has got time for one more play. He's trying to play hero ball here. Who is he going to? Who is he going to? There are about maybe ten names that when you call in, I feel like you could reasonably say, yes, that makes sense that Carson Wentz should go to that player. I mean, let's just start on the, at the top with Alshon Jeffrey. It's clutch moment after clutch moment with that guy. You know, the game winner against the Rams in 2017. He had to readjust his body with Carson Wentz throwing off a torn ACL to take the lead. That game really, to me, was the turning point of the season. It really secured the Eagles' home field advantage throughout the playoffs and to me that is a key reason that the Eagles won the Super Bowl so he makes that play against the Rams the two touchdowns in the NFC Championship game the jaw-dropping touchdown against the Patriots in the Super Bowl and then of course last year you have that third and long conversion against Houston of course the drop in New Orleans is what everybody is thinking about don't let that deter you Alshon Jeffrey of course is one of the most reliable wide receivers in the NFL and especially in the big moments we go to Zach Ertz, of course, easy choice for many, game winner in the Super Bowl, Wentz's most reliable target over the past four seasons. He's a guy that can use, in this scenario, too, because the Eagles are in enemy territory, so you're going to want a guy like Ertz or Alshon, their size, their route running, the strong hand, the ability to get open through traffic and make plays. Again, like we go back to that play against Houston with Alshon. He had two, three defenders draped all over him, fulls throws it up across the middle, and he comes down with that play. That is what he's been known for with the Eagles in back-to-back years. But also, and I feel like when you get your calls, we're going to get a lot of Earths, we're going to get a lot of Elshon, but don't discard guys like rookie wide receiver J.J. arcega Whiteside in the red zone or a Dallas Goddard. That was our Sega Whiteside specialty at Stanford. You know, I think his chemistry with Wentz is really going to grow. They both are very strong in the similar types of plays that they can make down the field. And in the red zone, These contested lobs, you know, one-on-one. He was really famous at Stanford for when it was one-on-one and he got in front of you and almost just posted you up like a basketball player. It was game, set, match. He's got those strong hands. I like to compare to Antoine Bolden. And and Goddard, too, he's had a fair share of plays in big moments last year. The Dallas touchdown, which, remember, his 70-plus yarder, got negated on that same drive the touchdown in the playoffs against the Bears, the third down conversion, breaking a tackle in that same game. So I'm just trying to set the scene for you here, pose this question, because I feel like I have a little fun here with the Eagles, considering the Philly situation. And, of course, we can't forget about Mr. New Miracle, the New Madelands, Deshaun Jackson, and, of course, Nelson Angler. They've had clutch moments, too. But in this scenario, I feel like, and Vince, I want to get to you as well, I feel like if they don't win off the line of scrimmage in this scenario, can they be an option in heavy traffic? My choice would be Alshon Jeffrey. I want to hear what the fans think, too. Vince, let's let's say you're Carson Wentz. You've got to go to one of these many options. And I didn't even mention all of the running backs, that, of course, Darren Sproles and Miles Sanders. Who's who's the, the guy for you in the clutch this year that Carson Wentz should target?
1: Yeah, you know, you make a great case with Alshon Jeffrey. Obviously, he's done it. The Super Bowl catch is iconic. His ability in small windows is, I mean, it's one of the best I've ever seen, honestly. You think of guys that are great receivers And for one way or another, like Randy Moss could jump over anybody. Mm -hmm. To had some muscle, and he was just—he always had that ability to get himself open in the middle of the field, the yards after the catch. And Alshon, I love him. He's been—he's been phenomenal since he got here. But you know what? Uh, And maybe it's just the hipster in me. I can't help myself. I'm going with (laughs) Dallas Goddard this year. I just think. You know, Alshon's going to be paired up with the best corner that a team's got to offer. Zach Ertz is going to be the second guy that's getting a lot of attention. attention. They could be double teamed, that kind of thing. So if you're looking about the guy that has the talent, the build, and the matchup problems as well, I'm going with uh, Dallas Goddard.
2: That's my guy. Is it a bold take to say Goddard could lead the team in receiving touchdowns this year? I I think that, honestly, I'm, I'm with you. He is someone in the red zone that could be a nightmare. I just imagine this Towers lineup that they could use. You talked about the big bodies. You know, you compare to Alshon, you mentioned the likes of T.O. and Randy Moss. They actually tried it out in practice today. They didn't use our Sega whiteside But, Vince, I'm just imagining in the red zone, Wentz has four guys split out wide. You have Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, and Dallas Goddard. You have four guys that are 6'3 plus to target. How the heck is the defense going to stop that?
1: Well, that's the thing, I, and that's why I love this offense so much. I get so excited. The one, this is me at my most excited. I'll say sometimes, Louis, I'll be like, you know, if Wentz doesn't throw forty touchdowns this year, that's right. I'm going to be upset. I just, yep. I have that much confidence in that in the offense, and the size is really a big part of it. They're just, they're huge all across
2: the board. It's just another scenario that makes you realize how special this offense could be if they reach their ceiling. On paper, of course, and that's really what the emphasis has been this past weekend, but on paper, this is the most talented Eagles offense that I have probably ever seen. 2010, the the combo of Deshaun Jackson and Jerry Macklin, McCoy and Vic, that's a great one. 2017 had the depth as well. 2004 with Westbrook and T.O., but I think on paper, Vince, this is maybe the the deepest, the most variety because you have the burners and Aguilar and Deshaun, you have all the size and everybody else, you have the running backs to work with, four guys now that have been proven at a certain level, even Corey Clement, hundred receiving yards in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you agree, but I mean this is the deepest offense I've ever seen.
1: It's really amazing how deep they are all across the board. When you're talking about your fourth running back being one of the most productive all time yards leaders in NFL history mm-hmm. You've got a pretty darn good team. When you're talking about a guy like Mac Hollins, people forget about Mac Hollins, that he even yeah. exists on this team. He's your last wide receiver, very likely. He's about 6'4". He was productive in his rookie year, and he's just had some injury issues. So you look at all this, and you say, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to find a team. Really, and you look across the league, even like the 2007 Patriots, teams that are just this absurdly deep and talented and full of potential, and you couldn't be more excited.
2: And you got to put it all together, of course. We all know that we remember 2011, we remember the Dream Team, we remember the Redeem Team the year after, and it's why I really appreciate Doug Peterson and Deshaun Jackson this week really trying to downplay the expectations. You know, a lot of it's coach when they say we can't let the outside noise affect what's happening in this locker room, but I really took it to heart with what Doug was saying because Peterson was a part of that coaching staff for the Dream Team year. Deshaun Jackson was, too. They know what those expectations can do if they get to the team's head when they have a guy like Vince Young, the backup quarterback, at the podium calling them a dream team. And, again, it's just why I appreciate Doug Peterson, shows the flexibility of this guy to change the message. You go to 2017, and it was kind of more so motivating and unexpected what was a juggernaut that year by saying they were as talented as the Packers Super Bowl team. Remember that? That People were kind of talking about how, oh, is Peterson, I mean, is it right? Is Peterson really telling the truth here that, this team is as talented as that Super Bowl team of the 90s with the Green Bay Packers, but he knew that was the message he needed to send to his players, whereas now there are those serious Super Bowl aspirations and those expectations outside. The national media is starting to finally pick up that this team is right there with everybody else in the NFL, and now he knows to control those expectations in-house so it really doesn't get to their head. But for us, though, Vince, that's not our job. We're allowed to hype up this situation as much as we want because we really are those outside expectations.
1: Well, Yeah, and I've been hyping this team up big time, man. I mean, you just have to be excited when it's this talented, this experienced, this deep. The general manager's good. You got draft picks. You got cap space. Anything you want to happen with the Eagles, it can happen. It's a great feeling.
2: Absolutely. So, you know, after the break, guys, if you want to tune in, we're going to be talking. Vince has got you until 6 a.m., He's going to get to some Phillies talk as well. But I hope I helped out uh, making you feel a little bit better by just now maybe getting you to brainstorm about this Eagles offense, thinking about that kind of situation in a close game this year with all the versatility and all the talent that they have. The Eagles are the bright spot right now. And so I hope I can come in on this late night with our listeners and make you feel a little bit better. But whether it's Phillies talk, whether you want to get in on this scenario or just talk about the Eagles training camp in general, pass up 888 729 Vince, thank you so much, man. This was a dream come true <laughs> to be able to talk with everybody about my Eagles.
1: Yeah, and Louis, Louis DiBiase, by the way, who's just hopped on, he ho- hosts the Locked on Eagles podcast, and you can find him at DiBiase, L-O-E, like Locked on Eagles. Louie, how about this? You want to take your first call as a host on 94WIP? Well, let's do it, Vince.
2: Let's do
1: it. All right, let's go to Bob, who's in Sewell. Bob, you're on WIP with Louie DiBiase and his co-host, Vince Quinn. What's up?
0: Hello, Louie, how are you, and hello, Vince. What's going on? First-time caller to Vince's and uh, your program. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a former Little League manager, and I'll tell you, I'm really upset with the Phillies. Uh, like I, to, uh, I, I told Vince, my, the player I would go to would be Deshaun Jackson for the Eagles. But getting back to the Phillies, funny thing is, I'll tell you, I've never seen such... Undisciplined hitters, they they swing at balls that are out of the strike zone. Some of Bryce Harper's strikeouts should have been walks. Scott Kingery's swing at pitches way too high out of the strike zone or way too wide out of the strike zone. They're undisciplined. I just think Gabe Kapler is part of the problem, and... He's lost quite a number of games that he had the lead and blew it. You know, the bullpen blew it. They had like four or five run games. They brought in Hector and and he blew it. And I'll never forget another time, uh, this was early in the season, Vince Velasquez was kept in the game until it was like 9 nothing. Now, why do you do that in the second inning?
1: Well, yeah, it's a, it's a good question, Bob, and we appreciate the call. And, Louie, obviously, hey, you're the head host of this program. What do you make of the Phillies and the way they've been struggling?
2: Well, it's tough, and, you know, he talks about all these, these errors that some of the come that Gabe gave as well. And, you know, you look, they're still of the wild card, but you, you do get frustrated with the inconsistency here because you have seen flashes where they do put it together, but then they have a game like yesterday where they, where they, they fall 15-7. to 7. And, it, you know, it gets really frustrating because, much like the Eagles we were talking about, when – Thanks for the call again. You know, I like the idea of Deshaun Jackson. It would be interesting in this scenario, deep in the red zone, what he could do with that kind of situation. But, you know, much like the Eagles, you know, the Phillies come in with these expectations, and while they're four games over 500, I, I get the frustration, and I get the frustration that that does come to management when he's making those kind of critical errors and those kind of decisions. And, again, just the inc- inconsistency across the board with batting, with pitching, it it, it does get tough. So I, and, and I appreciate it, though. I, I mean, look, it's 2.50 down here Eastern time, and we've got guys calling in and voicing the frustration. So, you know, the Phillies got to take that to heart. And, you know, they're still games about to be played, but they really they got to get this together, Vince.
1: Yeah, Louie, dude, you crushed it. I mean, seriously. <laughs> as soon as you took over, I was I was smiling. Caesar Gremmey's producing the show. I will just smiling. It's like this kid's got it, man. You were amazing. It was great work, dude.
2: Thank man. That I'm speechless. That, that means so much to me. Like again, this was a dream come true. I I can't tell you how awesome this was. It was so much
1: fun. Yeah, and I'm so happy to do it. Really, don't even thank me. It's it's all Mike Scott. This was all Mike Scott, who's just been so amazing in the city of Philadelphia, and I just he felt has. like I would do my part too. So I, I'm, I'm happy to do it.
2: Bless Mike Scott. Can't wait for that guy to kill it for the Sixers this year. They've got, again, a big year coming up, too. So shout-out to Mike Scott and shout-out to Vince Quinn. Love this radio station, 94WIP. Loyal listener. And once again, Vince, thank you so much.
1: Yes. All right, Louie, thank you so much, man. We're going to podcast the interview. We'll get that to you in a couple of minutes. We'll have it up on 94WIP.com a little later in the evening. And, uh, Louie, take care, man. It was fun.
2: Thanks, Vince. Talk to
1: you soon. All right. So if you want to get back in, I, I'm in control of the show again, which means we've gone downhill. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 in your AT&T and Verizon wireless cell phones. That's how you join the show. Now the Phillies, they just totally bottomed out against the Braves. As embarrassing as it could be, losing 9-1 to or 9-2, to then they lose 15-7. to What does this mean for the trade deadline? Well, we're going to talk about that. It's all coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.